Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Currently, nurses from across Ontario are negotiating a new contract. Exhausted from the pressures of getting through the pandemic, understaffing, and a wage cap imposed by the provincial government, many are upset. This includes nurses at Northumberland Hills Hospital and Campbellford Memorial Hospital. The nurses are not taking this lying down. Over the next days and weeks, they intend to publicly show their anger and frustration. That is, according to Ontario Nurses Association Interim President Bernie Robinson. She is on today's show and will talk about what her members here in Northumberland and across Ontario want. I'm so pleased to have with me today Bernie Robinson, the interim president of the Ontario Nurses Association, also known as the ONA. Welcome to Consider This Northumberland. Thank you for inviting us. What are the key issues you hope to resolve during this round of negotiations? Well, what we're hoping to do is to bring light to the fact that nurses are actually fed up with the conditions that they're working under, that they're experiencing, and while they are trying to give the best care possible to the patients of Ontario. We are in negotiations for 60,000 public sector uh, nurses and healthcare professionals uh, throughout the province. How much of a wage increase are you looking for? Because I, I I know that, that most people, when they hear about this kind of negotiation, they think that's what it's about. So let's start with that. What is the wage increase you're looking for? So because we are bound uh, by confidentiality agreement uh, with the OHA through bargaining, I cannot um, disclose the, the numbers per se, but I can say that it is a significant increase. And the... the uh, our, our thoughts from our members, this is the driving force from our mem- members for better, better wages, better staffing, to lead to better care for Ontarians. I can tell you that better wages will help to keep the people that we already have working in Ontario as nurses. It, it will hope, hopefully draw new nurses to Ontario, and it will make nursing a profession that people want to come into as well. Now, there's been a factor that plays into this as well. Bill 124 that limited the amount of increase in the last uh, rounds of negotiation. Can you explain a little bit of how Bill 124 plays into this round of negotiations? So Bill 124 tied our hands at our last two rounds of negotiating. We actually have a reopener for both of those contracts. Um, in light that Bill 124 um, is currently uh, open for us now. Uh, The appeal um, doesn't mean that 124 is still in effect. In fact, it is gone. It's not part 
uh, and parcel anymore until uh, the government gets to the appeal stage and depending on what the decision is at that, that table. I can say that um, Bill 124 has honestly left our members feeling very, um, very dissatisfied. They have felt very disrespected by this government and by their employers. They have given three years of very hard labor in light of the pandemic, going over and above and beyond what any healthcare worker should. They've worked double shifts. They've worked 24-hour shifts just to keep a safe level of staffing available for, for the patients that they're looking after. And that is not something that they take lightly. They are very much wanting to have some acknowledgement for the fact that their hands were tied at 1% with their wage increases over the last three years. They want to be acknowledged by this government and by their employers for what they have um, endured. Just for the listener who may not know what Bill 124 is, that's the one where the government said that any civil servant could only get a 1% increase. And and that's been the case. Am I correct that's in correct. that? Yeah. Yes, it is. It was a public sector wage cap that predominantly reached the um, female workers of this province, provincial um, public sector workers of this province. So can you tell me then, what is the hourly salary range for nurses in Ontario? Just just the range. What does it go from to, for say, a beginning nurse right up to uh, somebody with lots of experience? Yeah, so uh, the the top wage right now is 49.02. And uh, the starting wage is in the uh, early uh, 30 uh, dollar range. I'm sorry, I don't have my collective agreement open here in front of me, so I can't give you this the specifics, but it's very easy to see it as a public document. I know that salaries is only one part of any negotiation. What would the ONA like to see implemented to improve working conditions? So we want we want a robust retention and a recruitment plan from our employers. We do not want them um, uh, thinking that they can bank on agency workers. We think this is very wrong. Our hospitals in particular are paying exorbitant fees to agencies to bring in workers who are working at often double or triple the wages that our nurses make. Let's talk a little bit about that because maybe not everybody's familiar with the term agency nurses. What, what does that mean when you talk about that? Yes, so what the hospitals do is they, they tender out the, vacant, the vacancies to agencies to staff them. And what they do is they pay, they, they pay triple, quadruple the rate of a nurse. So the top rate of 4902, they would pay that uh, fourfold often to agencies uh, to staff a nurse for that particular time period. So it's, it might be something similar to uh, say a temporary uh, staffing uh, operation that we might be it's, familiar with? It's purely temporary. These are not permanent positions that they go into. They're often working alongside the nurses who have been there and have been at the, loyal to their employers 
for many, many years. And they're, you know, they're working alongside these people who are making sometimes double and triple what they are. That that must be terribly impactful on the on the people who are, are working beside them. I, I can you can you share any stories about this? Do you have any anecdotes that people have shared with you what it's like? Yeah. So you know what? Nurses are very um they're very humane people. So they they take their their roles and their responsibilities very, very uh dear to their hearts. And what they do is they they work, they do the work. They often pick up the work that these nurses can't do because they're not permanent employees in a facility. So for instance, if they can't access medications, they will be the ones who have to pick up the slack to provide medications to the patients. If they don't know where to find things because they aren't regular employees, they don't get an orientation per se, they will be the ones running to pick up, pick items up, up for these, these nurses that are uh, working for agencies. And, you know, it's, it's makes for a heavier workload for the regular nurses on the floor because they're not only doing their own work, they're doing the work that these um, individuals are not able to do because they're not, not um, they're not uh, properly prepared. And it, how can they be? They're it, hired for a shift at a time. It must be incredibly demoralizing though, to think that your employer would be prepared to pay four times what you're worth for people who, are, are doing the same job as you're supposed to be doing. It, it is. It's, it's um, you know, we're at risk of losing nurses because of these plans. Um, they're they're going to want to go to private for-profit clinics because they're, they'll be able to make more money. And, you know, that does not, that does not bode well for our public health care system. How does all of this impact patient care? So when we are short staffed, patients have to wait longer for care. They have to wait longer for treatment and they have to wait longer for the little things that they shouldn't have to wait for because a, a one person can only do so much. I know there's something that happens with nurses where they have so many people that they're responsible for. There's a ratio. My understanding is that ratio has changed over the period of the pandemic, and, and that's another important thing that is on the table right now. Can you talk a bit about that? So in Ontario, we have never had clear nurse-to-patient ratios. There are recommendations. Um, there are recommendations for different, um, I would say, different areas, for instance, in ICUs or ORs where or, you know, in post-anesthetic care units, PACUs, uh, where nurses would only be assigned to maybe one or two people, depending on their acuity. That is how severe um, their condition is at the time. So those are, but those are standards that are set out by other guidelines um, that nurses work under. Um, so the, the, the nurse patient ratios, there is not a definition of nurse patient ratios in Ontario, um, but we, we can look to um, say the states, for instance, uh, California has nurse patient ratios. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they are, but they definitely have um, guidelines as to how many patients a nurse should be looking after. And that is a registered nurse. 
Now, to support the negotiations that are going on, I understand that there's going to be some information pickets taking place this week. I believe it's going to be on Thursday. Can you tell me, first of all, tell me the difference between an information picket and a strike? Yes. So um, strike pickets are done when um, the negotiations fail and the nurses are not going into work. Uh, as part of the hospital sector, uh, we have a process called mediation arbitration, and we are not allowed to strike. So we are providing information to the public about what is happening at bargaining, and that is what an information picket is. Um, to make it clear what we are asking for, um, not in specific terms, but in broad enough terms, in terms that affect uh, each and every um, person of the public. Now, these provincial negotiations that you're involved with directly are, are one level of negotiation. It's my understanding that there are also local level negotiations that go on, say, at Northumberland Hills Hospital and Campbellford Memorial Hospital. Do you have any idea of what some of the local issues are? Yes, local issues often deal with scheduling. Um, they deal with uh, things like uh, how much the, the staff pays for parking and uh, mileage for them to, say, go off-site to attend an education session or things like this, things that are pertinent to their place of work. The, the provincial um, collective agreement actually covers more of the monetary um, compensation that nurses get. When we look back to the pandemic and the outpouring of support given to nurses locally, the signs, the posters, the social media, do you think there is still the same level of support now within um, the public? To, yes, I think there's actually more support. And there's more support because our other um, union affiliates, um, there is uh, the Ontario Health Coalition, there are other labor um, councils, that are very in support of um, nurses in particular and into public health care. And they want to see um, they want to see public health care succeed, not fail, which is what we think that is the, the Ford government's plan. Do you think there's been a shift in the Ford government? I mean, they they were very uh, effusive during the pandemic, and they also offered some salary uh, enhancements during the pandemic. How do you feel about them now? Uh, their retention bonus was lackluster. It uh, basically um, was a slap in the face for our members. Um, I don't think it was... Um, it was meant to pacify, and it certainly didn't do that. I think it infuriated the nurses across this province. And we are now standing up. We are saying enough is enough, and we need to we need to see some considerable gains, or you know, there's gonna there we're going to continue to bleed nurses. With inflation at six or eight percent, many people are facing hard times. Do you think there's going to be a lot of empathy for your demands, especially when you think that higher wages contribute to inflations? I mean, economists say this all the time. Are, are you not adding gas to the fire with your wage and compensation demands? Um, I ha we have to look at the fact that many of our members are single parents. 
that they are working on one income and they are they are struggling. They are struggling to pay rent, uh, the um, exorbitant prices for housing, the food prices, et cetera. When you're a single parent trying to, you know, feed a few children and make ends meet, uh, not to mention, mention childcare and a number of other responsibilities, then um, it makes it more difficult for anybody. Both sides have already agreed to mediation on March 1st and 2nd, and it's reported that arbitration is scheduled for early May. Some people may be wondering, what's the point of any job action when this all may be settled by bureaucrats in a process? So it is to show that we are a unified group, that nurses in this province are solid on their demand for respect, their demand for better wages, their demand for better staffing, and for better care for all Ontarians. If somebody listening wants to support your actions and support nurses, what can they do? They can write their MPP, especially if it's an M if it's a PC MPP. They can um, join at the pickets outside the hospitals on February 23rd. We actually have a website that they can go to that uh, it's right off of our, our main page on the Ontario Nurses Association that they can go to to see if there is a picket near them. Uh, you know, go in and speak to the nurses there. Ask them what it's like working in their, their facilities, why, they're, why patients have to wait longer. They'll get a real feel for what it's like right in their hometowns. And if, the, if people are in the Toronto area and they want to join our, our all-out picket on March 2nd, we will be at the Sheraton at 123 Queen Street on March 2nd from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. We will then march up to Queen's Park and make sure our voices are heard there as well. So beyond this, what's next? What's next? So, uh, well, we'll see what uh, what fruits these bring. And, you know, I, 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 I always believe in hope. And I, I hope that... Um, you know, the Ontario Hospital Association thinks very carefully about what we are saying and how we want to engage in, in this negotiations and in this mediations very openly. We want them to know why improved wages will improve um, the lives of our members, as well as make nursing a viable profession again. Ontario is more than 25,000 nurses short. We need to make nursing a profession that people want to come to into this province. The government has to quit ignoring that fact. They keep saying that, you know, they've hired 11,000 new nurses. They haven't hired 11,000 new nurses. There's only 4,000 new nurses, net new nurses in this province in 2022. They need to start giving the true facts, not the inflated facts that they've been giving. And the people of Ontario need to realize that this government isn't honest. They're shady and they're stealing health care away from them. They want to privatize almost every part they can of, of health care. Bernie Robinson, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Robin. That was Bernie Robinson, Interim President of the Ontario Nurses Association.
Since July 2022, Northumberland Hills Hospital has used agency nurses. Over the Christmas holidays, the equivalent of four full-time registered nurses were hired for a four-month contract. Up until then, the nurses were brought in only on a temporary basis. Usually, it's between four and eight nurses from the agency. There is a total of 122 full- and part-time nurses at Northumberland Hills Hospital. In a written statement, the hospital admits it pays these nurses more than its current nursing staff. The hospital argues it allows it to keep beds and services operating rather than having to shut them down. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.